hearing. We thank you for the miraculous God. We thank you for Red Sea miracles, God, right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, because you are God. And God, I thank you that as I open my mouth, you have already filled it, God. And I thank you that our hearts are open and receptive, God, to hear what the Spirit has to say unto the church. I bind every demonic force that has come here to hinder, that has come here to harass right now in the name of Jesus. You will bow down in Jesus' name. The foul spirit of witchcraft that's hoovering over churches, I break your power right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus, God, I thank you and I praise you right now that someone will say on today, what must I do to be saved? God, I thank you, God. I break the power of the enemy, God, over the minds of the unbelievers, keeping them from believing this glorious gospel. Send your labors out for the harvest is plentiful. But you say the labors are few in Jesus name. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited to hear what God has to say. Amen. Because God always have a word for his people, and we want to be prepared and ready for what God has to say. So open your heart today, and whatever um, God is speaking, part of it may not be for you, but I, I believe that all of it is for us. But sometimes parts of teaching grabs some people in some places better than it grab others amen i'm gonna go back we're gonna go back to saint john the 14th chapter we're still here god has changed the titles but we're gonna start here and we're gonna see where we end up amen saint john the 14th chapter i want to begin at verse 7 and i probably rest at verse 7 and we're gonna move on saint john the 14th chapter verse 7 and this is what um Jesus is saying unto his disciples, he said, if you have known me, ye should have known my father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. You may be seated. Now, I have several titles, but uh, Thea, y'all probably don't know how to label this, but I believe God will show you. We've been talking about knowing the father. And then the last title I gave you is becoming what you think, becoming what you think. But I want to rest here on. Again, knowing the father, first of all, when we know him and he make himself known to us, I always said we can make um, him known to others. Let me say this again. When we know the father, when we develop our relationship with the father, he's making himself known to us so we can make him known to others. You cannot make him known to others if you don't know him. You can um, accept him as your Lord and as your Savior. But some people that have accepted him still don't know him because they're not being about him. See, to know about a person is different from knowing a person. We went over the woman at the issue that um, was at the well. And Jesus began to talk with her. And I believe he talked to her for a long time. And as he talked to her, she got to know him. She probably heard about him. And like I said, you can hear about somebody, but you really don't still don't know that person the way they need to be made known. By the time Jesus got through talking with that lady, he told her to, you know, go get her husband. And she said, I don't have a husband. He said, that's right. You had five husbands and the one you with is not your husband. So she began to say, I perceive that you a prophet. So she perceived he was a prophet because she, he told her something that nobody knew. And he know that he couldn't have known. So a prophet is like a mouthpiece for God that he only speaks what God would have for him to speak. So Jesus was using a word of knowledge. So even in that conversation, Jesus began to speak to her even the more. See, the longer you spend time with him, the more revelation you're going to get from him. See, the time that she spent with him, he was revealing his, himself. He was making himself known. So at the end, when she began to tell people about him, she said, I want you to come in here. She said, I met a man. And she knew who she had met. She met a prophet. But she said, I met someone who told me all about myself. I have met the Christ. 
Now he became Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one from prophet to Christ. So she was putting him all in one. But as she began to tell them about him, they wanted, they believed her because of what she said. See, they knew about him. But then they began to invite him to come in and speak unto them. Two days, Jesus began to speak unto them. And then they began to say, we know about him, not because of what you said, but because of what we heard for ourselves. You got to hear God for yourself. You can't wait on me or no one else. I may come up here every Sunday or every Tuesday or or the other teachers or even with Judah through song. But you got to go home and you got to begin to develop your relationship with God for yourself. You got to put everything else aside and say, God, here am I. I want to hear you for myself. I'm, I'm hearing what apostle is saying. I'm hearing what the teachers are saying. I'm hearing what Judah is singing. But God, I want that relationship for myself. God, I want you for myself. So when I go out, I can tell people what I got from you. Not based on what apostle said, not based on what the teacher said, not based on all this, but God, I want to move in and a shaking with you. I want an intimacy with you when nobody can tell me no different because I've been with you and it tastes so good and it tastes so good. I just can't keep it to myself. Have you ever been to a restaurant and the food is so good? You just can't keep it to yourself. You engaging in conversation, not even about the restaurant, but all of a sudden that taste begin to come back up in your mouth. Have y'all ever had a taste to begin to come back up in your mouth? You say, I got to go there again. So as you begin to engage in conversation and all of a sudden you say, "I I, I just got to share this with you. I went to this restaurant and it was so good. That you need to go taste it. You need to go try it. How many of us share material things with people more than we share him? God want to be shared, y'all. God want to be talked about. Why? He said, because I'm your loving father and I want to give you life. I want to break that spirit of darkness and I want to bring some life in some light and some life into your life. And the only way it can be done is through the words of life. The Bible said that the word of God will quicken you. That means it's going to bring life unto you. He said the flesh, it profits you nothing. Come on, y'all. That's what the Bible says. According to St. John, the 8th chapter, he said the, the flesh profit, you, the 6th chapter, the flesh profit you nothing. But the words that I speak unto you, he said they're going to bring you life. They're going to quicken you. They're going to bring life. How many of y'all want life? I know you do because some of you ain't ready to die. The kind of life that God gives you even when this body, this shell, be put in a grave, you still living forever. The life God gives you is an eternal life that lives on. There's no end to that life. But we getting so used to this life on earth. We don't want to leave here because we saying, God, it's too much I need to do. God, I haven't done enough. If you haven't lived for Jesus, you already dead. And you think you living. You can have all the money in the world. Your body may not be racked in pain. But you still don't have this kind of life that Jesus came to give. He said, I want to give you life and give it to you more abundantly because the enemy is coming to kill, steal, and destroy. But let me give you this life that I have that's going to last forever. So when we get to know him, and I mean really know him, we can begin to reveal him unto others. How do we reveal him? Jesus is telling us here because his disciples was with him for such a long time, y'all. His disciples followed him. They were learners of Christ. But yet when Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. And Philip said, okay, show us the father. After all that he's seen Jesus do, he said, show us 
the father. How many of us, we see people get healed. We see, you know, chains being broken off people. But yet we go home and we say, father, where are you? Father, why am I here by myself? Father, why I don't have a husband or have a... He's showing you himself. But yet we're asking him, Father, can you do something so extraordinary so I'll know that you're God? Come on, just like Gideon in the Bible. The Midianites was coming in and they were hiding from them. They were even hiding their food and they would come out at certain times where they couldn't be seen to keep what they had. But one day when Gideon began to hear from the Lord and the Lord told him he was a mighty man of valor. He said, how can I be a mighty man of valor? Our tribe is so small. But as he began to talk to him, Gideon wanted proof, y'all. He wanted proof that this was God talking to him. So God would show him the proof, but he still wanted more. But what God had to do for Gideon, God had to really open his eyes and show him, Gideon, I'm greater than your fear. I'm greater than the Midianites. And how did he do it? He allowed him to go into the camp of the Midianites. And they were telling about a dream they had. And they said, that's God, you know, basically coming in to destroy us. And I'm paraphrasing this. That's what gave Gideon courage to fight on the behalf of God. See, Gideon was getting to know God for who he is. We have to know God. We got to be well-rounded, not just knowing that he's a healer. We got to know that he's a provider because it may be a day we don't need to be healed, but we need some money to take care of things that need to be taken care of. We need to know him in every aspect. This is why he told, um, who was it, Moses? He said, go tell them I am that I am. See, he was letting them know I'm everything that you need. I am the I am. So when we spend time with him, God is letting us know who he is. He's letting us know I'm God and above me, there is no other. So then Jesus began to tell Philip in St. John, the 14th chapter, he said, Philip, I have been this long time with you. And yet you don't know me. I'm, I, I'm staying here because we've been on this teaching for a while. And yet people still don't know the father. Stay, but still don't know the father. Because you're still doing the things that you have always done. There's no change. There's no U-turn. Because see, when repent means that you're having a change of mind, you're not staying in that same place. You don't want to be in that same place. You're finding out that don't work for me. So this is what's happening. We still know about him, but when we really know him, we're standing still and we're seeing the salvation of the Lord. We're saying, God, I'm not going to be moved. Why? Because I know who you are. I know, God, that you're Jehovah Shalom. God, you're my peace. God, I know that you're Jehovah Jireh. You're my provider. I know that you're Jehovah Nisi. You're my banner. God, I know you're Jehovah Rapha. You're my healer. I know you're Jehovah Tescanu. You're my righteousness. God, I know that I know that I know now who you are. So why would I be moved because of this circumstance when I know who you are? We got to know that he's the potter, we're the clay, and God is shaping us and he's molding us the way he want to mold us. So what we need to do is say, God, I'm going to get out of your way. Do what you want to do in my life. Not my will, God, but let your will be done. So Philip spent time with Jesus, but yet he still didn't know him for who he truly was. He was expecting Jesus and he wanted the father to be right there with Jesus. He wanted something so extraordinary. But Jesus said, I represent my father. And then he began to tell him, believe that I'm in the father and the father's in me. See, the problem is we truly don't believe that we're in the father and the father's in us. When we believe that he's in us, y'all, we have every thing that we need and this is where i'm going to we're going now to proverbs again 23 7 where it says for as a man thinketh in his heart so is he that means the way you think is what you become 
The enemy know if he can get your mind, he has your body. Your mind controls your body. What was happening, this was a ruler who was um, having people at his table and he was telling them to really eat his food and the things that he had. He was speaking it forth with his mouth, but his heart was far from him. He was counting the cost. The enemy know if I can get control of your mind, I got your body, even though you have the spirit, the power, the resurrection power of God in you. If I can get control of your mind, I got your body because your body, it follows what you think. If you think sick, you will be sick. You ain't denying how your body feel, but you're not accepting what your body is doing because you know him as Jehovah Rapha. He is the God that healeth me. I'm already healed. My body may not feel healed. It may not act healed, but I am the healed of the Lord because I'm going by the spirit and I'm not going on the flesh. See, when you know these things, you know it because your mind has been renewed according to what is written. You're not going on how you feel. See, faith is not a feeling. If you go on all the time how you feel, you won't receive what you already have. That's why the Bible said the communication of your faith becomes effectual by acknowledging every good thing that's in you that comes through Christ Jesus. The sharing of your faith is not going to come effectual until you know what you have now that you're in Christ Jesus. What do I have now that I'm in Christ Jesus? I have the mind of Christ. And when you acknowledge you have the mind of Christ, the mind that you have is in your spirit. Let me break it down again. You are three-part being according to 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. You are spirit, you are soul, and you are body. Mitch, stand right there for the spirit. Jamie, stand right there for the soul. And Brother Ricky, can you stand there for the body? Now, when you got born again, this is the part of you that got born again, which was your spirit. That's the new you. In your spirit represent all of who God is and what you have in him. It's in your spirit right now. The day you got born again, you have the mind of Christ. You have his mind in him. Everything he knows, you know. Y'all, is that not awesome? Because it says that you have an unction from the Holy One, which is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit reveals all things unto you because everything that you need to know is in your spirit. There's nothing missing, nothing broken right here in your spirit. You have the resurrection power of God right here in your spirit. God has placed everything you need in your spirit. But the problem is this middle man, which is Jamie. Jamie now, Jamie Costa, the middle man. That's your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotion. This is the part that the enemy dominates. This is the part that the enemy does not want renewed, okay? This is the part of you that did not get born again. Did not. This is the part of you that we have to use um, the scripture, what scripture? Romans 12, 1 and 2. Verse 1 says that you have to make your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. This is your reasonable service. This is your act of worship. It said make your body. Devil your body right there. Which is brother Ricky Pearson. You got to make that body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. But see, this soul here, in order to do this, this middle man cannot be conformed to this world. Conforming, adapted, molded into the image of the world. That means that everything that the world does, you cannot be adapted to that. But then he said, this is what you got to do. You got to transform. Transforming change. How do I transform and change? I got to renew my mind according to who I am now that I'm in Christ Jesus. When I begin to renew my mind according to who I am in Christ Jesus, then I will prove and know what the perfect will of God is for my life. It's right here in your spirit. 
So once Jamie began to transform his mind, change his mind and get his mind renewed according to the word of God. Let's say Jamie has always thought about, I'm never accepted. Nobody never accepts me. People always reject me. But one day Jamie goes into the book of Ephesians and he began to take the book of Ephesians to heart. And the book of Ephesians say in the first chapter, I have been accepted in the beloved. Not because of what I have done, but because of what Jesus have done on my behalf. Then he reads a little bit farther and he said that I have been forgiven by the blood of Jesus. Then he read a little bit further and he said, I have been adopted by my father. And as he began to meditate on this, as he began to roll this over and every day he's chewing on it, I am accepted. I am adopted. I am chosen. I am forgiven. And every day is rolling over in his mind. Guess what began to happen? He began to connect to who he is in the spirit. There's a connection that takes place and as this connection takes place the body begins to come over and the body begin to live a life according to the spirit and not according to how it feels it has to be a connection you have what you need but if you never connect to what you have you live in like you're not born again We got Christians living like they're not born again. And guess what happens to the body? Ricky getting ready to demonstrate in a minute. Ricky said, oh, Lord, why she call me up here? He getting ready to demonstrate in a minute. See, right now, Jamie recognizes I'm chosen. I'm accepted. I'm adopted. I'm loved. Come on, Ricky. Come on, raise your hands. Oh, he began to give God, woo, I'm accepted. Woo, I'm loved. Come on, the body begins to react by what the spirit is giving to it. You can't lay in disappointment. You got to let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Now, let me give you another one. When you get born again, you get some fruit. How many love fruit? Some fruit you love, some fruit you don't love. But the fruit I got, I love every bit of it. I got the fruit of the spirit, right? So let's say Jamie needs some peace on the day. So Jamie goes into the word of God and he hit the book of Philippians. In the book of Philippians, it says, Jamie, be anxious for nothing. But through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. Then it said, then the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So Jamie meditates on that. And Jamie said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got some peace over here in my spirit that I need. So Jamie said, I got peace. So he began to say, I'm calling forth the peace I have. So Jamie is saying, I call forth peace in the name of Jesus. Peace began to rise up in him and he feel a stillness that he never felt before. And that stress that the body has is just so relaxed and act like it's on some drug because it's so relaxed because the peace that was already there has been called forward and you feel peace in the midst of the storm. How could Jesus have so much peace in a storm and he sleep, Manny? And then the disciples is steady trying to throw out the water. But finally they recognize, wait a minute. Jesus is aboard. And they woke Jesus up. And Jesus said, why are you so fearful, Julia? He said, don't you know that you got the peace that passes all understanding? That's going to guard your heart and your mind? Don't you know what you have? He got up and he began to speak. To the situation. And he said peace. Who said that? Was it the body? or the soul? Look at it. See that? The body done grabbed hold. Why? Because the soul. Had to start speaking. And decreeing and declaring. So you are three. Part being. Everything you need. You see how relaxed this spirit is. 
The spirit is so relaxed. You know why? Because he said, I got everything you need and you act like you ain't got nothing. Look at, look at him. <laughs> he just so relaxed. Like I got everything I need right here. And it's all y'all's for the taking. I'm just sitting here with all the power that'll raise the dead. And you sitting over here mumbling and complaining about what you don't have. And the only thing you got to do is reach out and touch through the word. And then the body's just sitting there acting just like the soul. See that? (laughs) Point proven. Y'all may sit down. Is that not what happens? I'm going somewhere else, y'all. Remember, you become what you think. Calvin, I'm going to pick on you. Is it all right? Calvin will be on his job. He counting down the years to retirement. What cheers Calvin up to help him to keep doing what he do is? He think about what he's going to do with his retirement money. And he starts saying, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. I can make it another day. Because he changed his thinking. But what if Calvin go beyond retirement and the money? And he start just raising his hand and say, God, I'm going to thank you. Because without you, God, I wouldn't have anything. Without you, God, I wouldn't have the job that I have. Without you, God, I couldn't do what I do even when I did not want to do it. God, I recognize that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And all of a sudden, he get happy, y'all. He began to take his mind off of where he is in the natural. And he began to put his mind on who he is spiritually. And the job don't matter no more. And people are asking Calvin, how have you made it this long? Can you tell me how you made it this long? He said, the reason why I have made it this long is because I recognize I have the mind of Christ. He told me to let this mind be in me, which was also in Christ Jesus. So when I recognize that I have the mind of Christ, I start pulling on his mind, using his wisdom and not my own. And things begin to change. God knows everything that I need and only thing I have to do is go in the word and pull out what I need and begin to believe that this is what God has already decreed, said unto me. So when we take the word, y'all, for what it is, you got to take the word for what it is. The word is true. Without the word, God, y'all, I would make it. Every day I have to go in here and eat this word, even when I'm not feeling like I want to do it. I know what I need. I have to go to my heavenly father and say, Father, I'm a little down today. Oh, yeah, I get down too. Lord, my thoughts are going haywire today. And why is my thought over here in Never Never Land? God, I got to bring this mind that I have in you. I have to bring it to the forefront because right now the enemy is trying to put me in a place. God, I don't want to go to that place where I've been before. I don't want to go in the wilderness for 40 years. So God took me on a journey, y'all. He took me back to Egypt. I said, okay. So I'm sitting there and God began to have me to reminisce and Sometimes you got to put yourself in a place where the Bible is. When God began to speak to Abraham, y'all, y'all know Abraham was a father of many nations. Abraham didn't see himself of being a father of many nations because in the natural, he couldn't have a child because his wife was barren. She was barren for a reason. Why? Because God said, I'm going to show you a miracle. I want to show you that I'm a miracle working God. No man is going to be able to do what I can do. So God began to talk to Abraham. But one thing Abraham had to do, y'all know this. Abraham had to leave everything he was familiar with. This is our first step. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. It's leaving everything we're familiar with. He left his family behind. But one mistake that he did, he took Lot, and God didn't tell him to take Lot. But sometimes we feel sorry for certain people, and we'll take them along with us. 
So he took his family where God was showing him to take his family. See, you got to wait on the Lord. You just don't go somewhere because it feel good to you. Everything that feel good to you ain't God, y'all. I'm just going to go there. Everybody that you with that make you feel good, that don't mean you're supposed to be with them. It can be a trick of the enemy. Have y'all ever seen that movie Elephant Man? That man was so disfigured, was he not? But see, God will use somebody else's eyes to see beyond the disfigurement of a person. He will use a person to show them that you are love outside of what you look like in the natural. So we know what Abraham did, right? So God made a covenant with Abraham. And what did he tell him? That his people were going to be afflicted for 400 years. That's what God told him. Those people were afflicted for 400 years. But when it was time for them to come out of their captivity, God heard the cries of their affliction. What am I saying today? I want to tell you this. This is for somebody. God said, I hear your cries. I hear how you've been afflicted so much, how you've been in bondage for so many years. I hear your cries. I have come down to deliver. Come on, deliverance is in the house. He said, I have come down to deliver you. You've been crying for too long. You've been in depression too long. You've been oppressed too long. I have come to deliver you out of your depression, out of your oppression. I have come to deliver you today. Oh, some of y'all act like God ain't speaking. He's come down. Did y'all hear what God said? Some of y'all act like you ain't got nothing going. Y'all, let me tell you something. I don't know about you, but when I was in a depressed state where I couldn't think from day to day, where I couldn't do nothing but shake when I was combing my hair, I couldn't even tend to my son, which was Jeremy. I told my husband, take him out the room. I couldn't take the noise. I said, I can't take it. Get me some help. His help was going to put me in the crazy house. I didn't know it then, but I know it now. Thank you, Jesus. He was going to put me away. But God said, no. (laughs) Daddy, look, look. I heard somebody over there in the corner. I don't know if it was my daddy or my husband. No, he wasn't. Only thing I know is I was at the point of I needed some help. My God, he heard my cry. He heard my cry. He heard the cry of affliction. He heard the cry of depression. He heard the cry of oppression. And God said, I'm coming down today to deliver you, daughter. He said, you've been in that state for far too long. I'm telling you, you've been in that state far too long. God said, it's time for you to come out. No more. It's time for you to come out. Oh, I know it's a ringing in here. God said, it's time for you to come out. You don't have to stay in that place no more. Because in that place is torment. In that place, the enemy is always coming in and beating you down. But God said, I come. To take you out. Glory be to God. Let me tell y'all something. What we miss. In the house of God. We miss being taught. It's not enough teaching going on. It's too much hollering. Too much running all over the place. And then by the time you leave out. You don't even know what you got. You go back to the same place. That you were in before. See, when you come into the house of the Lord, there should be transformation. There should be change. Your mind should be renewed. Every time you come in, there's a renewing of the mind. There's something that you did not have that you're getting. Or there's something that you did not grasp that you're getting. Even though it's spoken over and over again. Some people think, oh, I'm way past Egypt. No, you're not because you're still in it. You're in Egypt right now in the world. That's why every time you come in the house of the Lord, the Lord is reminding you who you are. So when you go out amongst them, you don't settle for what they do. You settle for who you are in the kingdom. So after God heard their cry, he had to send someone to bring them out. See, this is where we mess up at. God always have someone to help you. To bring you out of your rough patch or where you are. That's why we got to humble ourselves and say, Lord, I need help. 
I can't do this by myself. I had to get to the point, y'all, that I had to humble myself to a point to say, God, I can't do this by myself. I need your help. I had to get rid of pride and didn't know I had it. So after all of this, this is what God did. Y'all know what happened with the plagues? The plagues didn't touch them, but it was in Egypt. When God brought them out, and I'm going to tell you this. Now that you're born again, do not think things are not going to happen in your life. Do not think that the enemy is not going to come at you. Don't think that you're so super saved that the enemy is not going to come after you. Those are the ones he wants. He wants the super saved saints. He wants the ones that think they got it all together. The ones that's hooping and hollering. The ones that's telling people God can. Those are the ones he wants. Because he want to shut you down. So when they come out of Egypt, they were happy. Come on. Don't you be happy when you get saved and you feel like everything is all right. I don't know about y'all. But see, when I got saved, I thought, oh, my mind going to come back now. Oh, I'm going to be all right. It got worse. It got worse before it got better. And I'm like, Lord, I turned my life over to you. Now everything is breaking loose. So, Lord, what's the point of me getting saved if I'm not free? The point of it was I was free in my spirit. But my soul, my mind was not renewed. I still had junk in my trunk that I had to work on through the word of God. So my body was still down and out and I couldn't figure it out. Just like them, they come out of Egypt, y'all. They were happy. But then guess what? The old devil... He come in behind them. And when they saw Pharaoh, the one that was oppressing them, the one that was depressing them, fear began to come. How many have thought you were over a thing and all of a sudden your body began to react to those things again? And all of a sudden you paralyzed with fear. Oh, Lord, here it comes again. Oh, Lord, what am I going to do? This is where they were. But they began to say this, y'all. I'm going to tell you. You can come out of Egypt, but Egypt don't come out of your soul. The spirit is free of Egypt. The spirit is free of bondage. Everything in your spirit, the devil cannot touch. He knows this. But he said, if I can cause warfare in your soul, even though you got everything you need, you won't experience it here on earth. So you're going to end up denying the father and you're going to end up serving me. How many of us are serving sin? When he done away with it. You know why we keep serving sin and going backwards instead of forward? It's because we really don't know who we are. When you know who you are, you press in. You press towards the mark of your high calling. You don't back up. I'm not going back that way no more. So what they did, they began to give Moses the same thing. Didn't we tell you? To leave us in Egypt. Didn't we tell you Moses? They were ready to die right then. But Moses. Began to say what? Fear not. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. And those you've seen. You're not going to see them no more. But guess what God had to tell Moses. See Moses was a good leader. But in Moses mind. He had to be thinking opposite to what he said. Because God said, Moses, quit talking to me. And move forward. Come on, y'all. How many of us is telling people something? But in our mind, we're saying, oh, you're going to die. Oh, you're going to die. We're telling them, you're going to live and not die. And declare the works of the Lord. And then when they show you a picture in your mind, oh, you're going to die. Oh, you ain't going to make it. But the spirit of the Lord rise up in you. He told Moses, he said, move forward with the people. And it was a Red Sea miracle. But guess what? Even the Red Sea miracle, walking on dry land, and the walls of water on both sides, and they walked through, but the enemy was defeated. Y'all don't get it. Jesus defeated Satan. The victory has already been won. We can walk through on dry ground no matter what the enemy tries to do. We always walk through it. Why? Because of Jesus, not because of us. 
That's what he wants you to know. It ain't you. It is him that won the victory. You living through him to get what he's paid for. No matter how much fasting you do. No matter what you try to do to get something, you got to understand you already have it. It ain't based on what you do. It's based on what he done. If you mess up the day, it's still yours. But you can't get to it because of your thinking. You're thinking I got to get it right before God healed me. No, you don't. Y'all don't read the good book. None of these people that got healed was born again. They just took him at his word and was healed. Y'all don't read it. It ain't based on what you do. It's based on what he has done. By grace you're saved through faith. Not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Grace saved me when I wasn't savable, y'all. But I had to grab hold of grace through faith, knowing that it wasn't me, but it was Jesus that saved me. I didn't save myself. So everything I do. Oh, I want to give you another. Stand there, Ricky. I got to use you, Patricia, because you his wife. Stand in the front, Ricky. And I want you to stand behind him. Stand close to him now. No, don't put your arms around him. Well, who y'all see more? You sure about that? Guess what the Bible tells me? My life is hidden in Christ. So when I go to my father, Sister Mary, he don't see me back there. Oh, he don't see nothing I done. Only thing he see is Jesus. So when I come to him, I can get everything I need, Najina. Not based on me. My life, Jennifer, is hidden in Christ. Everything I used to do, Kim, everything that I have done right now. He said, what are you talking about? I see Jesus. So because of Thea, he see Jesus and don't see me. I can walk with some authority. Because guess what? My big brother's in front of me. I can walk with some authority. Because my big brother, Shika, is in front of me. He don't see my mess ups, Carlton. He don't see none of that. And that's what I got to see. I got to see him. When I see more of him, I can really walk with authority. Because I know my righteousness, Pam. It's in him and not in me. I'm in right standing because of him, not me. I'm justified because of him, not me. I'm redeemed because of him and not me. In him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being. So when I go to my father, I ain't coming in my name. I'm coming in the name that's above every name. So you got to give me what I'm asking for. And I receive it right now. Thank y'all so much. Wait a minute. Come back. Come back. Come back. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Get behind your husband again. Ricky. How you feel? No, 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 no. Patricia. How you feel with him standing in front of you? How else you feel? Come on, spit it out. Spit it out, girl. <laughs> she getting there, Ricky. He, look, she's protected. She's loved. She's secure. She's chosen. She's, oh my goodness. Oh, everything she need. Oh, you trust him. Oh yeah, everywhere I go. Okay, y'all take a seat. Come at Jamie and Kim. Take your heels off. That's exactly what I was going to say. Take your heels off. No, 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 no. Leave them on. This is different. Who do you see, Kim? Yeah. Are you seeing all of Jamie or some of you? You see all of Jamie. That's where your focus is. Right? Who y'all see? 
Who y'all see the majority of? You sure about that? You really sure about that? Okay. You see all of Jamie, right? I'm doing this illustration. See, what I see is some of Kim coming out. Because she don't feel secure in who's in front of her. And this is just a skit. I'm using this Jesus. Okay? She don't feel quite secure with who's in front of her. So come on, step out. Not you. You always going to be there. Kim, step out. Oh, stop right there. God, you ain't getting it done quick enough. So I got to come out and help you a little bit. These bills are kind of piling up. So I need to take the wheel just a little bit. And this is how I'm going to take it. Your word says you supply all my needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. But wait a minute. Yeah, I can take you at this time. Okay, that'll be fine. I got another one coming in at this time. But you know what? I can get you in there. No problem. Okay. Another phone call. Yeah, I can work on up to 8, eight o'clock tonight. I can get you in there too. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're supplying all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. She stepped out on her own because she felt like he wasn't enough. Come on, Kim. Step back behind him. Got another one for you. This is an example. Come here, Pam. Mm-hmm. Come here. You're a client. You're coming to get your hair done and one of your weaves fell out. <laughs> Fuss at her. Fuss at her. Come on. Let her have it. Just stand there and fuss out about your hair. Your hair. <laughs> you don't want to play this one right, do you? Okay, well, you, you ain't going to act right. You go sit down. You don't want to act right. Come here, Thea. Pam, Pam, Pam said, I've been delivered. She ain't got time for this. Thea been delivered too, but she my actress. Come on. Come on. Now, 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 let me ask you something. Is her life hidden in Christ? Hello? Is her life hidden in Christ? She supposed, so evidently she know him in one area, but in one area he ain't quite been made. Thank y'all. See there? The more time you spend with him, the more you get developed in each area that need to be made known.
just like these Israelites, what did they do? They were happy when everything was going their way. But when things were not going their way, they went back to Egypt. They went back to where they were and said how good it was over here. And you should have left us there. When the water was coming from the rock, they were praising God. But when they didn't have no water, they wanted to stone Moses and Aaron. This is not how the church should be. If our life is well hidden in Christ, that's where we are in him. And the only way that we can make him known is by knowing who we are now that we're in him. And y'all, it takes time. Do I get out of my place? Say, yes, ma'am, mommy. (laughs) Jeremy, no. Jeremy, no. I I gave you the story with me and my son. My life was hidden in Christ until Jeremy made me so mad one time. Quisha, remember? Quisha may remember. Both of them remember. And I can use them in my sermons because I'm telling y'all as parents, we go through challenges. We go through changes. Don't we, baby? Them two right there, I love them. Love them. Love Quisha May, love my son. Yes, I do. Never forget. I'm in my office, me and having me some Jesus. I was having some Jesus. And I'm bringing this up for a reason. I go in the living room. Quisha May just as big as she want to be with my little, my little uh, Jayana poop. Ain't had her yet. She in the recliner, relaxed. Jolly Green John on my couch, scratched out. I wasn't hidden in Jesus no more, y'all. I come out in the flesh. I said, if you don't get your big behind off my couch and go find you a job and she's pregnant, you're going to work. You hear me, boy? You're going to (laughs) work. Mama, the unemployment office, they ain't open. I said, get out. You better go find a job. Get out. From that day forward, that jolly green giant been working. And Quisha May, the one that they thought wasn't going to make it, having a baby at a young age. I'll never forget this. That man sitting over there, he would get on me. He called me Manda. Y'all know that, Manda. Every time I see Quisha May, I would say, Quisha, you ain't quitting school. You're going to get your degree. You're going to get your diploma. You're going to go to college. You're going to make it. You ain't going to be on welfare. You're going to make it. Do you hear what I say? You are going to make it. I encourage you. I would get on her every time. My husband said, every time I turn around, it's Quisha, Quisha, Quisha. You need to leave Quisha alone. I said, I ain't leaving her alone. Because I know what's in Quisha. And Quisha is going to make it. Quisha, do you have your diploma, baby? Do you have your degree, baby, from college? Come on now. You know why I did that? Because when God show you what's in somebody, you work with those people to br- See, you got to let them know, have a change of mind. You can't have them in Egypt no more. Come on, we coming out of Egypt. That's not where God wants you. God wants you in a wealthy place. So we have to have, we become what we think. If you think wrong, you're going to live wrong. The way you think determines how you live. And if you're not thinking according to this word, you're going to live according to the world, even though you're born again. This is why we as Christians have to apologize when we mess up. That was not Christ-like. Forgive me. I should not have said that. That's who we represent. So y'all... It's time for us to be whom we say we are and live according to whom we represent. If our life is hidden in Christ, it's hidden in Christ because we're thinking in Colossians 3, those first two, we're thinking on things above and not things on the earth. Change your thinking, you can change the way you live. And for some reason, we still got people thinking that the world can give you more than Jesus. People don't want to give up the way they're living in the world because they think that they're giving up their power. 
What you're giving up is death. God wants you to come into life. I, I need to say this. Y'all, there's a heaven and there's a hell. Hell was not created for us. It was created for the demons. God did not create hell for us. That's why he got people out there that's telling you the truth. That's giving you the good news, the gospel of the kingdom. Because God don't want you to go to hell. You have a choice. There are two roads you can go on, a narrow road or a wide road. We have some Christians on a, I ain't going to say Christians. We have some people on a wide road and saying, Lord, Lord, and don't know him. Because if you knew him, you'll be on that narrow road. And even though that narrow road get hard, you're going to stay on that road because that road leads to everlasting life. I know Mishan drive trucks. You used to those narrow roads, right? But if I got out there with Mishan on a narrow road, y'all think I wouldn't be calling me on some Jesus. See, what he's used to, he's going to handle. But what I'm not used to, even though I have Jesus, I'm going to call on him because I'm seeing my life before me. And I want to know I'm going to be with you, Jesus. So see, it's so many Christians or so-called Christians on a wide road and telling people about Jesus, but their lifestyle ain't lining up with Jesus. Come on, there were ten virgins. Five was wise, five was foolish. The five wise had all. The other ones thought they could get enough to last, but it ran out. Them are the ones that really haven't accepted him with their whole heart. When the bridegroom was coming and they were saying, the bridegroom is here. The bridegroom is here. What was he coming back to get? The church. He wanted the church without spot or wrinkle. What happened? The five that was wise, they could light their lamps. Why? Because they had the Holy Spirit. They had accepted God with their whole heart. And guess what they did? They got up to meet the bridegroom. But then the ones that was foolish, they said, give me some of your oil. You can't have my oil. You got to go get your own. But by the time they got back, the door was closed. They knocked on the door. He said, I know you not. That's how it's going to be. It's time for us to really... Say, God, do I know you the way you need to be made known? Because anything that we put before him is our God. He said, have no other God before me, whether it's a woman or man, whether it's material things, a cat, a dog, a job. He said, all of that cannot be before me. I want to be first. Why? Because I'm Alpha and Omega. I'm at the beginning and the end. I'm the first and the last. In the beginning was God. I want to be first place with everything, not just with every, I want your whole heart. You cannot love someone else more than you love me. He said, you got to forsake all to follow me. You got to deny yourself. Anybody that loves father, mother, sister, brother, better than me, don't know me. You got to leave all. Are you willing to give up all? Because guess what? When you give up all, all is already taken care of. He takes care. He said, I haven't seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. My seed over there ain't going to beg no bread. Because that's a promise from God. No matter how bad it looks, they're not going to beg for nothing. Because God, I'm the righteous seed, y'all. Come on, and I remind him. And I have to share this um, testimony. I always use my son. See, God got a call on that boy's life. I'm just wheeling him in, y'all. Slowly but surely. He's coming in. He's about right there. And he's so big. But let me tell you about this him over here. I remember, and I believe Jeremy remember this. Jeremy had gotten another job and he was excited about the job he was making him some money as my cousin say money i need some money he was making that money and he was excited he worked a whole week and i believe his check was getting up there about nine hundred dollars wasn't it jeremy it was a jeremy said yeah it was good and he was excited and he'll call me he'll call his daddy tell about the job but how many know that the enemy is on the loose And he had somebody that was with him that was supposed to be teaching him. But actually, he could have taught them because he knew more than they knew. So each time he would give his little pointers. How many know the devil going to get mad when you give truth? So he's supposed to have been been, um, getting that truck. And the other person was going to an 18-wheeler. But guess what? The enemy didn't want the 18-wheeler. The enemy wanted to stay where they were. 
So what happened? The enemy lied on him. So by the enemy lying on him, guess what? They let him go. I never forget that day. I was going through myself with something in my life. And how many know when you're going through and something in your life, you're trying to focus and get into the word. And man, that day I was going through. But then when my son called me and I can hear how he was sounding on the phone. And he said, Mama, I don't understand. I try to do this. I try to do that. I'm trying to supply, you know, for my family. I want to make sure. And next thing I know, y'all, I got in Holy Ghost mode. It wasn't about me no more. I said, Jeremy, this is what God is saying. What the enemy meant for harm. God's going to turn it around, baby. He's going to make it for your good. So God gave me a song. And that song said, he's turning it around for you. And I said, I want you to play this. And I want you to play this because God's going to turn it around. So it seemed as if things were not opening up for him. And as I was in prayer, I began to speak what the Holy Ghost told me to speak. And y'all, that day, I was telling my husband, Jeremy's going to get a job. Because I knew I could hear it in my ear. How about this man that don't even supposed to look at applications come up on my son's name? And told him, I don't, I'm not even the one that hired. But he chose my, my son out of all of them. And my son got hired. How did that happen? I speak the favor of the Lord self surround my children like a shield. See, when you know the word of God, you speak not only my children, but I speak over Miracle Temple. Anybody who's affiliated with Miracle Temple, whatever I speak, I speak it according to the word of God. Everything that Miracle Temple hands touch are blessed. The blessings of the Lord makes us rich and adds no sorrow to it. We're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We're lenders and not borrowers. Yes, favor surrounds us like a shield. Yes, we're the healed of the Lord. Yes, we're dwelling in the shadows of the Most High. Abiding up under the shadows of the Most High. Yes, God, we're surrounded by your glory, God. Oh, y'all, I speak the word. Why? Because the word is what's going to last. Everything the enemy meant for harm for Miracle Temple, God has turned it around and made it for our good. I speak that doors of opportunity is opening for Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry. I speak that we're healed because the Bible said by Jesus Christ, we are the healed of the Lord. Our bodies receive healing on today in Jesus' name. That's mind renewal. Whenever you renew your mind and it goes down in your heart, it's coming out of your mouth in different situations. Whomever or whatever you spend most of your time with, that's what you're going to become. Whomever you associate with is what you become. This is why when my children was growing up, I cut off all association. But for some reason, it caught up with that boy over there. (laughs) And that's what got me more on my knees. And he would tell, Mama, the reason why I'm like I am, because you didn't let me go out there and experience things. I said, the reason why you like you are, because you chose to be like you are. It ain't because you wasn't raised the right way. You know the difference, but you chose to go the other way. But guess what? God said, when I get saved, my whole house is going to become saved. So no matter which way you go, I'm wheeling you in, buddy. Y'all, God is just good. So you become what you think. And y'all, I want to become everything this word says I am in Christ Jesus. And y'all, I'm going to close with this one. My little Jada. God is using both of my granddaughters. Both of them. Love them dearly. But that little Jada over there. You pop a beat, she'll pop it for you. She already know how to rap at a young age, and you only know what she's saying. But I'm going to tell you one thing that I do do when I'm around my grandkids. She was sitting in my lap one day, and I, I was just speaking in tongues. Just speaking in tongues. She said, Mima. Yes, Jada. Stop doing that. That's just annoying. I said, but Jada... I'm speaking to God. She said, okay. She understood. 
You give them understanding. (laughs) But she didn't know the more I speak in tongues, the more it keeps me where I am with you. (laughs) Y'all, God is so good. I want to open the door to those that do not know Jesus as the Lord. That are not born again. That have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now is the time of salvation. So we want to make sure that before any of us leave here today that we know him the way he need to be made known. And the first step is accepting him. Jesus have made a way, y'all, for us that we could not make. Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us so we could become the righteousness of God through him. The only way that we can be accepted by God is through Jesus Christ. It's not through your church attendance. It's not through how much money you give. It's not through, you know, visiting the nursing homes. It is good to do all those things, but that's not what gets you in the kingdom of God. What gets you in the kingdom is accepting what Jesus done on your behalf because we could not do it. He laid down his life for us. He redeemed us. That's why when we look in the Old Testament, how they had to bring him a spotless lamb. That lamb had to be without spot or wrinkle. If they bought a lamb that had blemishes, they had to, the one that did not have the blemishes, redeem the one that had them. Jesus is our redeemer. He's the only one that could redeem us. He's the only one that can pay the price for us. If anybody told, if anyone told you, coming to church, paying your tithes, Keeping your name on the roll is going to get you to heaven. Your works are not going to get you to heaven. The only thing that's going to get you to heaven is Jesus Christ. That's the only one. Jesus is the only way unto the Father. There is no other way. Nor Buddha, nor Muhammad, nor, um, none of them can get you to, to God. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way to the Father except through me. Come on, y'all. It was one man who laid down his life. Jesus was the first fruit that rose from the dead. Come on, we're talking about first again. He was the only one that could do it. None of us could do it. So that's the only way. Sin is not what keeps you out of heaven. Except in Jesus is what keeps you out of heaven because he paid the price of sin. So why do we still sin? Because we don't know who we are and we don't know what he done. Whom you yield your members to, that's whom you're going to serve. But when you get to know him, you don't want to serve sin no more. You don't want to do the things you used to do no more. You don't want to live the way you live no more. Because you experienced a life that you have never experienced no more. So I'm going to say, is there one in this room? First of all, let's talk about hypocrites, play actors. Come on, we can be a play actor for Christ and say we say, but deep down inside, we haven't truly accepted him. Is there anybody in this room that say, Lord, I want to give you my whole heart. I don't want to be part time no more with you. God, here I am. I surrender all. 